podcast that takes bracketology to the next level. If you need a good example of this, check out the March Madness bracket, RIP March Madness 2020. I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Jack Dawson. Howdy. How are we? I think you should play, like, intro music, like the Price is Right walk-down music when I introduce you, <laughs> where it's just like... That, Howdy. That gives, me, uh, <laughs> that gives me, like, PTSD to work, because I... Every time I you work on that. Mondays, oh. I have to stay from 3 a.m. and through 1 p.m. And, get, and I have to watch The Price is Right. Drew Carey's killing it. He's killing it, so but it's like there's only so much I can take. There's a couple of caveats here. Uh, basically, what it boils down to is we list things in a tournament bracket format where you know things move on to the next level. It's always multiples of four. Uh, just because it's interesting this particular bracket is 16 teams and uh, these ones are actually cartoons that bring up nostalgia for us both of us were born in 1996 uh, did most of our growing up in the um, 2000s it's where most of my memories come from as a child i don't really remember anything from before 2000 i would say i'm not one of those 90s kids who like remembers the 90s all that much no i consider myself a 2000s kid you know, we still got to watch 90s cartoons, so it's not like uh, anybody skipped out on us. Here's yeah, the thing. I was say, I've seen every have... season of Power Rangers, so I'm okay. Yeah. Each of us have three lifelines as well. We can use a veto if we don't want to agree with anyone, don't want to argue about it. We can just push our picks to the next round. Uh, we can phone a friend if we can't really decide on something we want to have a tiebreaker we can choose one of our friends in our contact list to call they can make the choice for us and our third one is a bullshit card jack and i know each other very well we've been friends for a while we roomed together for two years so we know when the other one's lying most of the time so we can call someone out and if you get called out you got to come clean with whatever you think and uh you know let's uh run down this bracket so these are in no particular order and they're not seated or anything uh, our first round matchups include Justice League taking on co- Codename Kids Next Door. We have Star Wars Clone Wars taking on Teen Titans. That is a good matchup. It's a really good matchup. We have, we have Cat Dog taking on Yu-Gi-Oh. We have Pokemon taking on Scooby-Doo. Ed, Ed, and Eddie taking on Recess. Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends taking on Samurai Jack. Avatar The Last Airbender taking on Courage the Cowardly Dog. Tom and Jerry taking on Rugrats. Uh, So I've actually been like in a bit of a cartoon phase recently, a bit of a nostalgia phase, if you will. And one of the best things for me was uh, theme songs, actually. Ooh, good call. Do you know what my favorite theme is? And it wasn't an opening theme. It's actually a closing theme of a cartoon which one uh dragon ball that's good the original dragon ball i think it came out mid 80s um it's actually been around for a while it the song's called i'll give you romance and it is a banger yeah it It is an absolute banger it slaps it goes pretty hard so that I, i actually listened to it in preparation for this list i would have put dragon ball on here but it was something that I actually didn't watch until my formative years. I didn't really watch it um, as a child. See, I watched it as a child, 
And then, like, but... everyone was like, yo, this show is tight. And then I started rewatching it, and I was like, oh, my God. I did not realize that I watched, like, 300 episodes mm-hmm. of this show, and 250 of them were Goku running. Or this was Dragon Ball Z, but were Goku running on steps. <laughs> so, the original Dragon Ball was actually great. It was tight. They were um, all pretty tight. I- I like it better than Dragon Ball Z, personally, but, hey, to each their own. Ready to uh, jump into this list? Yeah, brother. All right, first up, we have Justice League taking on Codename Kids Next Door. This I remember Justice League a lot better than I remember Codename Kids Next Door, but I remember I'm the opposite. Loving... Oh, really? Yeah. I was a huge Kids Next Door fan. I was, I was okay. love Who... that show. Who's your favorite kid? Oh, number four. Number four. Which one was number four? He had the he had the the bowl cut. Who was the fat one that did all the gadgets? That was number, was that number two? two. Yeah, I think I like number two. Yeah, he was pretty tight. So, what do you remember about watching Codename uh, Kids Next Door? You can talk about that. I'll talk about Justice League a little bit. Uh, Kids Next Door, man. Oof, wow, I just I remember I would come home every day after school and I would. I would try to watch that. That was my that was my go to. Um, I just I don't know. I just really enjoy the way, the way that they kind of used a lot of like tropes of adults and stuff. Um, and kind of like growing up and whatnot. And I don't. I, it's hard to explain. Really, it's hard to put into words. Um, it's it's hard to it's hard to put a lot of things from your childhood into words to describe how it formed you yeah because like i wasn't thinking about it at the time you know i was just like yo this is tight but oh, it's you like have a notebook out taking uh, copious notes about how it made you feel yeah and like the, th- the thing is like i can just like in my head like there's like six episodes that i can very vividly remember mm-hmm. like there's one where number two has to like get from one end of the school to the other and for whatever reason, there's, like, the gym has, like, a canyon in it. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, I just remember it so vividly. It's weird. Mm-hmm. You've unlocked so... a lot of memories by making me think of that show. <laughs> Good to know. So, the thing I remember the most about Justice League, and I know this uh, after the fact, it actually only ran from uh, 2001 till 2004, but they re-showed it a lot. Or they replayed it a lot. And I remember watching the first episode where aliens were accidentally awakened on Mars and began to take over Earth. So all these superheroes just coming together, and it was actually my first exposure to most of these superheroes. You know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern. And uh, it just watching the series through and through, it, it's one of the most well-written series for each of the superheroes um and it, and it really gave me the jumping off point to get into as you know batman especially uh, being my favorite superhero and just going through each of the seasons i think there's like four there's three or four seasons and each one is just really cool because they also did crossovers with with shows like static shock oh i remember that and they came back sometimes like they came back with justice league unlimited 
Um, and it really it was really a jumping off point for a lot of cartoon superheroes to, well, DC cartoon superheroes to be introduced into a lot of people's lives. So what do you think would move on for you? Oh, for me, it's a no-brainer. because next tour. I was never, I literally was never into, I, this is ironic. The only superheroes I cared at all about in any way, shape, or form until the Thor Ragnarok came out was the Teen Titans. Oh, I could not okay. give less of a shit about Justice League. It just never, never did anything for me. I think Justice League, on the whole, was was a more popular show, and I think more people remember it fondly. It is interesting that you remember Codename Kids Next Door more fondly, though. Because I wasn't expecting that at all. So my vote is for Justice League. We're at an impasse here, brother. We are. But, unlike you, I'm not going to squander my veto. That's fine. I'm actually going to find my phone here. I'm going to use a phone a friend on this. Huh, word. Alright, you're on speaker. What's up? That's fine. Quick question for you. Uh, what was a better cartoon? Justice League or Codename Kids Next Door? Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't watch too much of the Justice League as a kid, but I watched a lot of Code, uh, Codename Kids Next Door. And I'd say the candy. Like, I, I enjoyed the candy, but I really don't have too much of an opinion on the Justice Fuck. <laughs> Tell Carl I said thank you. Carl put through Codename Kids Next Door. That really backfired on me. Yeah, it did. Ugh. All right. I guess Codename Kids Next Door is moving on. Ugh. Next up. Jack, this is going to be personally tough for you. This is honestly, this is brutal. This would be my final. Like, not even close. Star Wars Clone Wars taking on Teen Titans. Actually, no. This wouldn't be my final, but it would be close. There's one other show on here that I could definitely see in your final. Yeah, it's that show. Okay, thought so. So, I'm just going to give my brief synopsis. Teen Titans, absolute great show. I loved watching it. Uh, it, it was fun to transition from Justice League to that, because I was like, these are people my age. Not realizing, you know, eight-year-old Josh, these these were teenagers. Uh, but it, it was awesome, especially the original one. You know, they had uh, their tower. Yeah. And they took on, what was it, the Hive in season one? Um. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was they were the, Robin. They went against the Hive Star- for a lot of it. Yeah, they, it, they were like a big threat season one. And then after season one, they were kind of like a minor threat. But Minor uh, it threat, was Robin, straight edge. Robin, Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, and Cyborg were the five major ones. There there were a couple other ones thrown in here or there. Did they ever show like Batman or Superman in Teen Titans? Do I you honestly don't remember. I think Batman's in an episode. Okay. I think. It, it, which is really surprising because at one point, you know, with Raven's backstory, it almost ends the world. You would expect, like, more important superheroes. Not saying none of these guys are important, but, like, you'd expect the big dogs to be chirping at that, you know? Nah, dog. They they weren't ready for that smoke. <laughs> I think they... Superman was probably ready. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Superman's a coward. 
Whoa. Superman is a coward. Um, And then Star Wars Clone Wars is something I've been watching recently, which follows what in between. It's in um, in between episodes two and episode three. Episodes two and episode three. It's the Clone Wars. Yeah. So you get to see, you know, General Kenobi, uh, Anakin, Mace Windu, a little bit of Yoda, a little bit of General Grievous, some Darth Maul. Look, uh, following a lot of a if lot I'm, of those storylines. If I may. Yeah, I'll let you take over on this one. This this show I'm I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I'm very well versed in all of it. Movies, books, extended universe, all that stuff. The Clone Wars is the best Star Wars content of like the uh not including the expanded universe of the original canon clone wars is the best star wars content by a mile because they're the only one they really flush out the characters uh so like you see a lot of anakin you see a lot of obi-wan a lot of padme a lot of these other characters that you've seen in the movies but also ahsoka loki probably i would say top three star wars characters Mm mm-hmm uh, you get a lot of exposition on my favorite Sith, Darth Maul. Darth Maul is so sick. And I think it's kind of cathartic how his storyline ends. Also, the Mandalorians get a lot of play. The Mandalorians are dope. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense watching The Mandalorian if you've seen The Clone Wars. Yeah, it's true. Also, I'm uh, there's the new season of it is on right now. I'm enjoying oh, cool. it. It's pretty good. I'll have to, I'll have to watch that soon. Yeah, I, so, new episodes every Friday. So as you said in our last matchup, this was actually, um, you know, Teen Titans is one of your all-time favorites. Star Wars, Clone Wars, one of your all-time favorites. I'm going to make you pick on this one. I'm picking Clone Wars. It, Fair enough, because if it was up to me, I didn't watch Clone Wars till I was, you know, past the age of 16. I mean, it didn't come so, out till we were older. A little bit older, but we weren't I mean, we that were, much We were in high school. Uh, when did Clone Wars come out? Um, we were in high school at pretty close when the... Because there was the first iteration of Clone mm-hmm. Wars, which was that, like, cool it comic book aired, art style. It first aired in 2008. Oh, really? So yeah, seventh, I guess we were a little seventh, bit younger than seventh I Seventh grade, I guess? Yeah, we would have been like 12. 12, 13, yeah. Yeah, I don't... 14. Yeah, 12. We would have been 12. Yeah, I got into it a little bit later as well. Okay. But, um... I watched Teen Titans, like, obviously, like, like when it was airing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it, and I still, like, I would love to watch it without having to pay, like, $40 to watch it. <laughs> Uh, Teen Titans aired 2003, ran till 2006. So it ended two years before Clone Wars started. But Clone Wars is moving on to take on Codename Kids Next Door. Uh, next, we have Cat Dog taking on Yu Gi Oh! Oh, God, dude. Do, do you have an issue? I just, I just think this is an easy one. Easy one for you? It is pretty easy for me um, because I. I liked watching Cat Dog, 
I don't have any fond memories of Cat Dog though. Yeah, I, I don't do have either. fond memories of Yu-Gi-Oh. It's because it also spawned love of my first card game. Yeah, like I was, dude, I was hard in the streets with the uh, with the deck. Ooh, what was your what was your go-to? Well, the thing is, like, I don't really remember my deck from when I was a kid because, like, I made it and it was like not very good. Mm-hmm. It was just like none of us really knew what we were doing. Well, you would try like the show tactics, but yeah, show exactly. tactics didn't translate to, to, to real actual. card game strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a bit, I was big on the black hole. Uh, and then there's a card where you could like summon all this, what some things from your deck. So I would black hole summon and then attack. Well, my, my <laughs> it thing was a real was, dick move. So, um, a couple of our friends from, or I guess they were my friends. Yeah. I don't know if you really hung out with them that much. Um, in high school, we're really into Yu-Gi-Oh! So we got into mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh! again in high school. Like, the actual card game. Mm-hmm. And um, my one friend was explaining how his uh, deck worked. And, like, how it was pretty much unbeatable. So I just basically made a deck that only trolled him. Mm-hmm. And I literally don't think I've ever seen him so mad in my life. <laughs> I, I, um, I made the deck in college that did a lot of passive damage. Like, as long as this card's out on the field, your opponent takes 300 damage directly to their life points. So that, that was a lot of fun. Well, um, oh, so you went up against remember... the deck I'm talking about where it was basically just like, yeah, I, I dumb, went against your dumb, dumb traps. <laughs> <laughs> which it was very frustrating it was because either either you won very quickly or you lost very slowly <laughs> exactly and the thing was is that so this kid <laughs> would he had like he would make like a five turn move mm-hmm. to like summon like he would like figure out a way to just chain summon all this stuff and then he would be like, all right, now I'm going to attack your life points directly. I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And I just would flip over a card and he would do all the damage that he was going to do to me. He would have to do to himself and he would lose. <laughs> Every time he tried to one, he would try so hard to one turn me. It never worked. Never once. That is uh, that's pretty great. All right, so enough about uh, the Superior Show Yu-Gi-Oh. Let's move on. Yeah, um, Pokemon vs. Scooby-Doo. Um, I damn. Um, this is a tough one because this, I like both of these shows. I have a weird aside. I once, um, I, <laughs> I once got laid while watching Scooby-Doo. Nice. <laughs> so it brings up very fond memories. Nice. <laughs> Not something to talk about during a uh, kids cartoon uh, show, but. Oh man! All right. Uh, wow, just totally bashed my hand into my desk. That hurt really bad. All right. Um. Uh, for me, I think Pokemon has to move on just because. Yeah, have your past afflictions with Scooby Doo. Is it gonna be too no, like I've... traumatizing to? Think <laughs> it's a more nostalgic show for me. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. Pokemon's gonna get through. My my first crush was in Pokemon misty no officer jenny no 
You know I'm a nurse joy man. Yeah, I know. I just I thought I would go with Officer Jenny to mix it up a bit. Officer Jenny did have that real short skirt. <laughs> she gave me an authority complex. She gave me an authority complex. Let me show you how to use that squirtle, Officer Jenny. <laughs> and so Pokemon recess. <laughs> oh man. Uh, this is one of the easier matchups for me. It, for me, it's Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Like, I think you I could Ed. still watch that show. And f- which one? Ed, or Eddie? Eddie? Sorry. I'm Ed, I. Which one? Eddie was the one who always had the harebrained schemes to make twenty five cents. <laughs> I think I'm more of a none of them. Because <laughs> my harebrained schemes are to make nothing or millions. <laughs> And it usually averages out to about 25 cents. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Who are you then? I don't think you're... I think you're Jimmy from that show. <laughs> That's honestly one of the best calls you've ever made. <laughs> I'm Jimmy if Jimmy dressed like Kevin. Yeah. You do dress like Kevin. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't remember Recess that well. I do remember the movie. I remember certain things about Recess. I just didn't really watch it all that much, to be honest. Yeah, the Recess movie was buck wild. They were trying to build a tractor beam inside the school to pull the moon closer. Yeah, I recall. <laughs> like, how wild of a of a th- anything is that? Yeah, I was a Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon guy. I didn't really... Or I watched, I watched Disney, but a mm-hmm. lot of the shows I watched on Disney, like, none of them made it on this. Dude, Disney had some Disney had some banger movies. Though. Disney had, in my opinion, one of the best cartoons of all time. What's that? Kim Possible. Ooh, okay. I've okay. Re- I rewatched Kim Possible after Disney Plus came on. It holds up. Jack, you know we can't have anything on here with female leads, right? Oh yes, I sorry. My bad, this I forgot. A, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You forgot we're doing like the whole male-dominated thing. It's like yeah, I, I, I forgot our, about that. It's like our thing against you know, like like the women rising up and being like, oh yeah, equal rights and stuff. Like they already have equal rights. It's all cool. Yeah, me with my authoritarian so. complex for powerful women is definitely I'm big on the uh, keeping them down. I did have a huge crush on Shiva though. She go. Is it Shiga? Yeah, Shiga. Shiva. <laughs> no idea, Doc. Let me look up Shiva. Uh, Shiva is an Indian goddess. <laughs> I think. There you go. You may have had a crush oh, nope. on her. It's a male. It's a guy. Shiva is a guy. Shiva, female cartoon It's Shigo. Character. No, but I'm trying to figure out who Shiva is. I don't know who Shiva is. Whatever. But yeah, huge crush on Shigo. Yeah, Shigo was she was my favorite as well. Now, what's moving on for Ed, Ed and Nettie versus Recess for you? Uh, Kim Possible. Uh, no, um, uh, Ed, Ed and Nettie. I do regret not putting Kim Possible on here now. Yeah, I think I think. I think. We need to call Mulligan. Yeah, I, th- I think we need to call Mulligan and just put Kim Possible in here. No, I'm thinking we need. I need to redo this list. 
I don't know, dude. I like what we got so far. I'll be honest. Other than the Kim Possible thing, I like what we got so far. Yeah, I'm going to say Mulligan. Kim Possible moves on. Yeah, all right. I like that we rectified that. Yeah, so I, I am too. All right, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends versus Samurai Jack. I really liked watching Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Me too. Friends. That, that was, was a really such enjoyable a fun show. show. Yeah, I like Samurai Jack a lot too, but um, I think I found it cooler as an adult than I did as a kid for whatever reason. Same. And I mean, also, it's not Samurai for whatever Jack reason. It's didn't actually a really finish good show. when Samurai Jack didn't finish when we were kids. We were left out in the dust. Yeah, Foster's Home which was, was like. I just remember it gave Foster's Home gave me the first experience of the, uh, uh, the fake out of the like. Im- oh, so like, where's your owner? She's up there. Oh, your owner died. No, she's in Canada. <laughs> oh that was the first God. I was ever exposed to that, and I was like, "Yo, that's tight." That's a good joke. I'm going to use That's it at tight. someone's funeral. <laughs> exactly. Um, I like that Wilt was Michael Jordan's imaginary friend from when he was a kid. What was that? Sorry, Did I you cut off for a second. Wilt was uh, Michael Jordan's imaginary friend yeah. from when he was a kid. It was heavily implied. Uh, heavily implied. Uh, Blue was a main character. Blue was tight. Um, what was the... What was the, like... Uh, because there was Madden Foster. What was her daughter's name? Frankie. Was it Frank? I wanted to say Frankie, but I yeah, it I think felt it was Fra- wrong. F- Frankie feels right. Francine. No, Francine's from American Dad. Um, well, and Frankie then was short was... for Francine. Oh, and then Max was the kid. I think. Dude, one of the best character, uh, like mid-season character entrances, was Cheese. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. That was the Cheese intro. I think was the. Up, up oh, north, the owner, I'm pretty sure. going to Canada? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and then they had a Mexican Minotaur, which was weird. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of weird turns that that show took, but... Hey, uh, so what's moving on for you? Uh, I think... Well, I think Samurai Jack is the better show for going off nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Gotta go Foster's Home. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you, man. Foster so moving on. All right, here we go, man. Avatar: The Last Airbender taking on Courage the Cowardly Dog. Most other matchups, Courage the Cowardly Dog would win for me. But this is. It was a, it was a good show. It was a nice light introduction to horror for me. Something yeah. I still enjoy now. But Avatar: The Last Airbender, I'm gonna come out and say it. One of my favorite TV shows of all time. Yeah, I agree. 100 percent. that was a phenomenal show top five easy probably top three i would have to think about it but i would probably put it in my top five i remember re-watching avatar at least twice in college with you yeah we watched it twice Mm -hmm. i think i because then i watched the legend of korra twice as well yeah and i watched legend of korra once which was also a great show but didn't come out when we were kids so it doesn't really have a nostalgia factor from the 2000s, considering it came out in 2012. But, um, yeah, Avatar The Last Airbender, easily moving on. But Courage was an excellent show. Nothing against Courage. It's just going up against a true titan of yeah, the industry. Yeah, no shots at Courage. That was a, that was a tight show. Here, here's a good one. Tom and Jerry taking on Rugrats. 
stats. So Tom and Jerry originally came out of short films in 1940, it looks like. 1940 to 1958. And then, like, kept going periodically from there. This show has some staying power. Yeah. It, 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 I'm going to be honest. I remember the Rugrats movie real well. I remember both of them really well. But I don't remember the show all that well really yeah like there's a couple things that stick out like the rugrats thanksgiving sticks out what i just remembered something else that was left off this list oh no rocket power i didn't watch rocket power oh dude that was one of my favorites i i've never watched that was the only reason i I watched rugrats was because it was around rocket power since since i didn't watch it it was tough for me to put on the as a skater boy i was it was big influence on me (laughs) all right i guess i'll see you later boy nice thanks Uh um for me tom and jerry's moving on just because of its staying power and i could actually i can actually remember like me sitting on the floor me sitting on the couch just binging tom and jerry episodes because it's, it's just that good of a show it's it's funny it's easy there's hardly any dialogue ever yeah, no, but, I, I remember it was a it was a mainstay because I was uh, I was a fake sick and stay home kid. A lot of a lot of Tom and Jerry. A lot of Tom and Jerry in my life. It was Tom so and Jerry and Cribs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they went hand in hand. It was it was Tom and Jerry, Cribs, pimp my ride back to Tom and Jerry. <laughs> so. Tom and Jerry moving on for you? Yeah, yeah, I'll put it through. I, I also I did really like Rugrats. Um, uh, Tom and Jerry versus Avatar. We're going right back up. Avatar. Yeah, it's as much as I love Tom and Jerry, it's just Avatar was truly just like I don't want to say life changing, but changed the way I perceive television. It. It's like. It's hard to explain, but, like, it opens you up to, like, oh, this is what good TV is. Mm-hmm. Um, so The fact that any, as an adult, anybody, I can still go back to it and be like, this is so good. The best part about it for me was I actually started watching it right away. I got into so, it after, like, a season or two, I think. So I watched every single episode when it aired and the build up to the final season and the final episode was so massive and the payoff was so worth it. I don't think I've ever felt that good again in my life. Like it is the only television series I've ever cried that it, that it was over. I I genuinely like think that it had set the standard for how a show should end for me yeah um because i mean i think about a lot of shows that i've loved since then that ended like shit 
like that was such a good ending to a TV show. Mm-hmm. If you have not seen it, I please check it out. Cannot recommend it enough. So, as we as we continue on, uh, we have Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends taking on Kim Possible. Oh, that's pretty easy. Yeah, Kim Possible. Kim Possible. You want to talk? So, I I can't believe I missed it. Yeah, dude, that was a, that was a pretty tough. That was a pretty tough one. Yeah, I was even thinking about like other Disney shows I could put on there. I was like American Dragon, Jake Long. Yo, that was a great no. one too. It was a great show, but it's like it was it wasn't enough. But yeah, uh, Kim Possible, Kim Possible was, about... was just an excellent show. Yeah, we didn't really talk much about it, but it was about a uh, high school girl who was a cheerleader, but she also was a secret agent or a spy. Because her family's secret agents. No, her family are they're all doctors. They're all scientists. Oh, are they? Yeah, her mom's a oh. surgeon and her dad's a rocket scientist. Oh. Uh, she I don't accidentally the show that well. she accidentally becomes a uh, spy. Uh, because as a kid, she they they're trying to call um, Team Possible, mm-hmm. but they accidentally call Kim Possible because like their ads are like and next she... to each other or something. <laughs> and so she goes and she ends up like saving the day, and then just like is like okay, I guess I'm a spy now. Um, uh, Ron is the secondary character. Ron Stoppable is my hero. <laughs> it's like you grow up wanting to be the Kim Possible of your life but you end up becoming the Ron Stoppable who was the guy in the computer chair? Wade I, I, I want to be a Wade yeah you're my Wade I'm your Wade yeah you're my tech guy you're, you're my Ron and you haven't gotten the one that's gotten away yet I'm working on it I know, I know I'm working are. on it I'm working on it uh Kim Possible, excellent series, always very entertaining, especially the rivalry she had with that other cheerleader. Bonnie. Her name's Bonnie? Yeah. That's not a good cheerleader name. It really isn't. It was the early 2000s, man. It was a different time. That's true. That's um, true. But yeah, Kim Possible moving on. Easy. Alright, so we have, ooh, Pokemon taking on Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna pull a veto on this one. Oh, I'm gonna put Yu-Gi-Oh through. Wow. Any any reason behind that? I just I enjoyed it more. I enjoyed the show more. Like I still play the Pokemon games. Like I like that. I love Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not dueling these days. But uh, did it, did, I remember did, did, enjoying did, did, Yu-Gi-Oh! the show a lot more. It was a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I remember liking Yu-Gi-Oh! better as a kid. Uh, but that uh, that actually flows us right into the next one, which is two of your wheelhouse picks. Yeah, Codename Kids Next Door, Star Wars Clone Wars. I'm doing real well. This bracket. You are. Um, for me, it has to be Star Wars Clone Wars. Yeah, I would agree. I didn't watch it till I was a little older, but still. I, I Star Wars Clone Wars, I, I'm telling you. It's phenomenal. If you like Star Wars and you have Every, not seen it yet, 
You gotta do and it. If, you gotta do it. Even if you don't like Star Wars, you should see it. It's, it's yeah. just good television. Yeah, if you're into cartoons at all, like it's it's good. Um. So what are you pushing through from that matchup? Uh, Clone Wars and Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Uh, Clone Wars. Clone Wars is going over Yu-Gi-Oh. I have to probably go Yu-Gi-Oh. But I could see why Clone Wars goes through. I just think Clone Wars is like a better show. Fair enough. So you said um, you you have you've you've seen all of it other than like the newest season. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um. Okay. So that brings up Avatar: The Last Airbender versus Kim Possible. And Jack, I might not need to do this, but I am gonna use my veto. Yeah. And I'm gonna put Kim Possible. No, I'm kidding. I'm gonna put Avatar: The Last Airbender through. That's fine. I love both of those shows a lot. Which brings us up to an extremely difficult decision. Star Wars, Clone Wars, or Avatar The Last Airbender. I have... I've been thinking about this. Because I I had a feeling it potentially could play out this way. I almost used my Vita to put Yu-Gi-Oh! through over Star Wars Clone Wars. I thought you I were. Bring myself to I honestly thought you were going to. Um. I had a feeling that it was going to be either Teen Titans or Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I felt like whoever won that matchup was going to go to the final. And it's. Um. So, if I may, here's my argument okay. for Avatar: The Last Airbender. Avatar The Last Airbender and Star Wars are both something that have transcended our friendship by allowing us to talk about something. Both of us are very into Star Wars. I I came to the game a little later, but both of us came together on multiple occasions to sit through the entirety and binge Avatar The Last Airbender. To the point that we were texting each other that we might skip classes, and we did actively skip classes to watch more Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. Do you want to know something that I I remembered? What, what was that? The first, the original, before it was even a thing, Bracketeers, was about that show. It was. It was best characters best from characters. Avatar The Last Airbender. You recorded that. Do you remember who won? I do. I remember who won. I have it between two people. Who's it between? I think Iroh won. Uncle Iroh won. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Uncle Iroh won. Can you tell me who he was in the final against? I want to say it was Zuko. Or Katara. Zuko was was close. It was Katara. It came down to Iroh taking on Zuko, which was... In some people's hearts, the ultimate final. Yeah. Um, in our hearts, it was the ultimate final. Uh, here's it, the here's the thing. Mm-hmm. When, with the way that I'm looking at it. Because, like, Nostalgia Factor, I want, like, Avatar was over before Clone Wars came on. 
Mm-hmm. So like as a kid, I was watching it, or at least it was close. Um, but if I'm stepping away from the nostalgia factor, I'm looking at two shows that are really, really good, really well made, really well done. Mm-hmm. Clone Wars. The the problem is so it got canceled before they had made the ending of it. Yeah. So they ended up putting out six mini standalone episodes that were in no way an ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got a weird notification from Discord. Whatever. Um, so after Disney Plus came about, they got the season seven, which is going to be the final season. Mm-hmm. It's like halfway done. Maybe not even halfway done. But the ending of Avatar, The Last Airbender, is potentially the best ending of a TV show I've ever seen to this day. It's so easy to fuck up an ending. Yeah. It's so easy to do. It's really, really, really difficult to end a series or even like a movie, especially a series, in a way that pleases everyone. And I think they did it perfectly. And it's like, it, it's a show that was geared toward kids. But rewatching it as an adult, it is actually just a very good show. Yeah. So for me, and I believe for you, Avatar The Last Airbender just withstands the test of time over and over again. Yeah, I mean, it's. I've watched it beginning to end at least it, six times. Here's the thing. It, 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 it goes into so much more. There's a lot of world building with it. Um, there, there's something for everyone for me. There's, you know, comedy, there's romance. Uh, there's pretty epic battles that take place. There's a lot of, you know, strategy and planning. There's this world building. There's this fantasy, but it also keeps in touch with, you know, the non-fantasy portion. Like, oh, yeah, not everyone in this world is a bender. And non-benders have a very, you know, uh, strong opinion one way or the other of, of people who are able to manipulate these forces. So just being able to watch the show and see how they continue to build on what is a relatively simple idea there's one person who is set to inherit all these powers and be able to save the world from an ultimate evil you can't just do that right away and and they even show it and there's spoilers here but they initially had a plan to 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 take down the the uh the fire lord on the solstice which is when he was weakest but they couldn't do it, so they actually had to take him on when he was at his strongest. And and just seeing how they build up to all this and how the characters all come together and change over time, it it is really just a beautiful show to watch. Yeah, and that was one thing I wanted to touch on is there's a lot of characters that get a decent amount of screen time in this show, and all of them have an arc. Mm-hmm. Every character has some, an arc. Yeah, and there's some characters that it's just... Maybe they're only in three episodes. 
but you remember them. One that sticks out for me is Jet. Ooh, good shout. Uh, he has his own arc. Um, and any, you know, and personally, like, Uncle Iroh is one of the... Uncle Iroh is an icon, an absolute icon. Absolute icon, and it's like, um... It's, it's almost somebody you want to make a D&D character of. <laughs> He's like, it's hard to explain how dope he is as a character. You have to watch the show. Like, it's genuinely so good. Like, I might rewatch it. If, you know what, other than normal human radio will stay consistently to have two recommendations. Number one, listen to whatever Sir Charles Barkley says true he's the round mound of rebound you gotta listen to number him. two watch avatar the last airbender just watch it do what we should do watch along that's what i was just gonna say yeah i read your mind let's do it yeah we can set up a watch along but not tonight we can fucking, fucking tired oh no 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 here's what i think we should do hold actually. on let's end this podcast oh yeah and then do it all right uh, I need so, to reset my brain real quick. Give Avatar me, The Last account. Airbender has won. So, guys, there you have it. Avatar The Last Airbender, show that brings up the most nostalgia for us. Even just going online and reading the reviews, it's a show worth checking out. We hope you guys check it out. Uh, leave any you know comments below or, or send us uh, some shows that bring up some nostalgia for you guys uh, maybe it'll touch us in the same way because a lot of these shows were really uh, defining for a lot of our childhoods and it's it's great to be able to share it along with someone even shows you know that got knocked out in the first round people have a connection because of and uh, Avatar The Last Airbender for us at least it's something that really really uh, is important in our friendship and you know helped us helped us uh come together to to watch a show that was real nice and helped us get through the stress of college so please let us know what you guys think uh let us know how we can improve the podcast uh feel free to email us some lists of your own uh, we take lists of size 8 and 16 uh, we don't really want to do anything larger than 16. We think it might make too long of an episode at this point, but it's something that we do want to eventually tinker with. So thank you guys all so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, whatever the site you're listening on allows you to do, and keep checking out our stuff. You can uh, find Jack over at jdaws127 on Twitter. That is correct. And you can find me at Radio Normal or Normal Human Radio. Feel free to check out our website, normalhumanradio.com. And uh, from there, there's links to our podcast, there's links to our uh, Twitch streams, and there's a link to our YouTube. Uh, a lot of it right now is going to be podcast-related or some minor Twitch streams, but we are really hoping to expand and bring you guys some more entertainment. So, again, thank you so much for listening. Have a good night.